0: And here we are, another Wednesday, another episode of the Iron Dread Podcast. This one is episode number 34, and this one is just with yours truly, talking about this new outdoor training that we implemented this week in response to the COVID-19 regulations, and answering some questions from my Instagram page from people that follow yours truly and follow the show. So this one is a little bit shorter than what we've had the last few weeks. We'll hope to get Coach Rob Dubay back on again. Uh, he got a lot of positive feedback last week on his episode with the top 10 movies of the 90s. A lot of people agreed with us. And really enjoyed the movies that we picked. A lot of people were very upset uh, that we left off some great films uh, from our top ten lists. I know quite a few friends that sent me text messages and couldn't believe that we didn't have certain movies on there. So remember we still have the Mr. Good Time challenge going on from Double D Duke. Mr. Good Time Challenge, hashtag Mr. Good Time Challenge, check out Double D Duke's episode and uh, yeah, learn the steps, take the challenge, send it in, and uh, hear your name here uh, on the podcast as part of the Mr. Good Time Challenge. Uh, We also go back in the archives, the Iron Dread podcast, King of the Ring Tournament with Mr. Andrew Cafaldo and Ben Hall, still... Uh, Going strong there. A lot of uh, feedback from our pro wrestling fan listeners on that episode. So check that one out and enjoy it. So without any further ado, I present to you episode number 34. Questions from the internet and chatting it up about outdoor training with yours truly. Hit the intro music. This week, we started getting back to work with our student-athletes here in the Iron Dread program uh, due to the current situation here in Michigan, with the laws set down by our governor uh, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. We are forced outside. Um, any other strength coaches listening to this probably having uh, a similar Similar situation. Um, I know some states have their gyms open and they're allowed to be back in their weight rooms. Even North Michigan has uh, has allowed their student athletes back into their weight room, but we are uh, forced to stay outside right now. We are not allowed to bring the students into the building. Um, so for us, we had to get creative. And think how can we bring our conjugate training approach that we would use in the weight room how can we bring that to the kids out on the field and at the same time not move our entire weight room out onto the field because it would be obviously be crazy uh, to move that amount of equipment from our space um, so what we wind up doing was uh, taking our conjugate framework which, if you've read Nate Harvey's book, Conjugate You, uh, taking his training lanes that he puts out there and applying it to exercises and equipment that we could bring out onto the field. So, we belt squatted this week so far, uh, we've done a lot of push ups with chain weight, uh, band work, uh, sled drags, a lot of these uh, things here that require minimal equipment. Um, so far, we've got two days in. We've got one more day uh, going tomorrow as I record this for this week. And the the students, athletes, have been happy uh, to be back. And we have smiles on their faces and glad to be back training and glad to be back working with one another, even though they're spaced out. Um, but the, they're they're glad to be... Doing the things that they need to do to get better. Um, I'm sure many other coaches out there experience the same thing. Some of our kids, you can tell that they found ways to train and keep themselves active. Some kids, not so much. They were not active as they should have been over the break, but that's to be expected uh, with teenagers. So we, uh, you know, we're gonna work to build everybody back up and try to. Get ourselves back into condition to help prevent our injuries and allow us to perform in sports the best we can. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get back into our weight room here uh, soon. Um, we were hoping you know maybe maybe as soon as next week we could get back there into the weight room and do uh, you know even in small group settings to at least be in our space and using all of the tools that we've spent a long time now three years in the game here trying to uh, get all these tools in place for our student-athletes and now we have them and we need to use them Um, some of the different tools that we have now that we've got we have enough specialty bars in our room to have six racks using the same bar at the same time Um, our weight room is uh, has 12 workstations, has 12 racks in it and uh, we've obviously got straight bars for each one but now we have six specialty bars uh, of the different kinds of specialty bars, the Elite FTS Yoke Bar, the Elite FTS Rackable Cambered Bar, the Elite FTS American Cambridge Grip Bar and the Titan Sports Yukon Bar or Buffalo Bar Uh, we have those as our our four main uh, specialty bars that we use, and our different uh, max effort variations and exercises using those um, in the weight room. We also have enough chains to to have every rack using chains where appropriate. and using bands as well, so we we have a lot of tools at our disposal. Oh, the reverse hypers, uh, right before. A couple of weeks before we were locked down, we got in for Elite FTS reverse hypers. So we l- have a lot of tools at our disposal to use to help get our kids strong. Um, and prior to this COVID-19 thing, we were making a lot of a lot of gains and making a lot of strides, and kids getting strong and helping prevent injuries in our weight room and enjoying themselves at the same time. So really. Uh, can't wait to get back to that. We're going to do this on-field stuff for as long as we have to. We'll just, you know, the program, you know, we lay out programs in four-week waves or four-week cycles, if you will. Um, so we have programmed right now enough to spend four weeks on the field with different variations, waving volume mostly um, in our program we do some different things with accessories now. Uh shout out, I stole some things. Shout out to Matt Winning, stole some things from his YouTube channel where he, he um, talked about or might have even been a a seminar that I purchased of his. I highly recommend Matt Winning stuff uh where he talked about using accessory work as you know going in themes of accessories. So, where one day All the accessories for that day might be strength based, so you're doing you know three to five sets of eight to twelve reps, maybe uh, five to eight reps in there, and the accessory work is very heavy. Another day might be a unilateral or balance accessory day where you're doing things that are unilateral, single sided, or things that cause you to balance. So some things that we like to do, you know, dumbbell work for unilateral things using single arm or single leg sides or creating a chaotic setup by hanging kettlebells or weight plates off of bands. This uh, this makes for a unstable environment that one has to control. We uh, like that. Uh, one of our big accessories is on a upper day, for unilateral balance, is to do hanging plate, American Kimbered bar, second grip, so a close grip position, uh, with hanging plates, and that uh, that creates a, a fun environment there because that bar will move if you do not squeeze it out tight, and those hanging plates make for things to be. Uh, literally chaotic and want to move around so the weight stays down forces you to really stabilize and use those small uh, stabilizer muscles that you wouldn't normally use Um, and then the third theme day would be a hypertrophy day where we are trying to build muscle and increase muscle mass in those areas uh, especially our weak areas because we build up our weak points uh, we get stronger all around so using those things, um, we have that programmed. We have that stuff laid out for for four weeks out on the field with the equipment that we have. If we need it, so we are capable of of running that long out there. We hope that that's not the case. We hope that we can get back in the weight room, and uh, we would really like to get kids back into um, in a week, a couple of weeks here once they're ready. Get them back into max effort work and training against that bar. So um, anybody listening has any training questions and wants to talk training, um, yeah, let, let me know. I would love to talk with you about training and what I think. I'm just one man living in Michigan, doesn't have all the answers by any means. Um, I can uh, be willing to, uh, to talk and share what I know and learn From anyone, and maybe even have you here on an episode of the podcast to talk about what it is you do in training. We've done that in the past many times, uh, with you know, Mr. Gary Gall, for example, or Coach Clute from Onsted High School, Andrew Clute, talking about training and and what they believe in and and having fun. Right? This show could be about anything. we can talk about all kinds of different stuff. If you look back in the archives, if this is your first episode. You'll, you'll see us, uh, you see that we, you know, have talked to different people about things like movies, TV shows, uh, music. There's a whole episode on a rap battle that took place at Dexter high school. Um, in my health classes, you know, there's a, a lot of different things that we talk about here. Um, Than more than just training, but I'm glad to get back to talking training this week here a little bit, just for a few minutes here talking training. So that's really what we got going right now from a training standpoint. Um, Again, reach out, reach out at Iron Dread underscore SC or at Coach underscore Whitaker or at Coach underscore Whitaker 66, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, let's talk. Let's talk training, and maybe we'll have you on the podcast. Oh, hey, one thing that, one other thing we were talking about equipment. Uh, one other thing that we were lucky enough to be able to bring in is body tempering rollers. Right, shout out to Big Has Strength. Uh, love to have Rob on the on the podcast soon. Uh, he makes all the body tempering rollers uh, by hand. He fabricates the steel, he paints them and what body tempering is, is a form of um, recovery work that helps to release tissue through the use of weight uh, being placed directly onto the tissue. It diffuses the tissue, um, takes muscles that might be knotted up or tight and rolls them out and kind of smooths them out. Uh, Donnie Thompson... Shout out to Super D. Um, He talks about body tempering, making your muscles um, kind of like pizza dough, where this roller is rolled over, say your hamstrings, and uh, any of those knots or imperfections that are in the muscle that might be causing you some pain or discomfort rolls those things uh, right out. So we uh, we got three of the ex-wives. 120 pounds of cold steel. <laughs> uh, we have three of those, and we also got three um, of the stepchild, the 80 pound cylinder. So, looking forward to putting those in the service with our kids as soon as we can, um, and getting them going. And again, shout out to Donnie Thompson and uh, Rob Heselton, um for uh, for putting those out there. Looking forward to using those things with our kids. So. Other than that, uh, that's really uh, all the training talk I have for this episode. Uh, We'll take a quick break and come back with questions from the internet. And we're back. Uh, This is the first time I've ever done something like this. I put out on my Instagram feed any questions that any of my followers may have. Um, and get them answered here on a podcast. Now again, I'm said it before. I'm a simple man <laughs> just living life trying to have some fun, making some podcasts. I'm in no way uh like some of these Instagram uh Instagram famous people uh out there. Um but I do appreciate people interacting with the show and uh I'll I'll answer these these questions that I I did get in um to the best of my ability here and hopefully uh you enjoy it uh trevor o'brien at underscore trevor o'brien um he asked me two questions to answer on this episode and he said uh the first one was your favorite non-barbell exercise um you know, and he knows that i'm a big barbell based guy um Whatever kind of bar it is. Straight bar, safety squat bar, cambered bar, buffalo bar. Um, but he knows I'm a big barbell guy. So my favorite non-barbell exercise. Um, one of, I probably could, could break it down into two different things. Um, first and foremost, once we got reverse hypers into our weight room, that movement quickly became a favorite and a staple for me. Um, not only because of the Reverse Hypers ability to strengthen the posterior chain, you know, the glutes and the hamstrings and the low back, uh, but also for the regenerative effect. Uh, when I first interacted with the Reverse Hypers, when I was lucky enough to go to the Elite FTS to learn to train seminar in the summer of 2018 I believe that was Uh, so two summers ago Uh, I got to go down there and that was the first time I had ever been in the same room as a reverse hyper obviously read a lot of things about the reverse hyper and the benefits of it and how Louis Simmons created it and why he created it and what are all the great reasons to own one Um, and, uh, you know, I finally got a chance to use it. And, of course, I hopped up on it and started to, you know, swing my legs back and forth. And I'm thinking, like, oh, man, this is something different. Uh, and I had a, a guy that was, was training there who had some experience with the reverse hyper come over and uh, kind of show me a few things. And the first time that that pendulum swung down underneath, that tabletop and I felt that traction effect that Louis Simmons talks about in my lower back I was sold um it is you know a great way to keep your back healthy get your back glutes and hamstrings stronger um, and, you know kind of keep you in the game Like we've played around with reverse hypers like different ways of doing them um, you know you have to do them correctly in order for them to be beneficial and you know there's always a little bit of a learning curve uh, with how to do them correctly consistently so I've been through that um, but I mean like we've taken the, the reverse hyper the traction effect for example we went to a powerlifting meet and one of my athletes uh, shout out to Ellen Barnes uh, she had like kind of tweaked her back a little bit. Um, it was either during her squat or during her bench press. Um, something wasn't set up right and moved, and you know tweaked her back a little bit, and her back was bothering you. And we were uh, down at Adrian High School in Adrian, Michigan. Shout out to Coach Gillum and all the guys down there at Adrian. We'd love to have you guys on the podcast soon. Um, and they had reverse hypers in their weight room, so we went up to the weight room and through uh, through Ellen up there on the reverse hyper with about 50 pounds of weight on the pendulum had her do about three sets of 15 on there that traction effect really opened her low back and you know she was feeling great and went on and pulled a PR deadlift uh, a few minutes later so uh, the reverse hyper most definitely is one of my favorite movements uh, without a barbell um, I also would throw sled drags in there. Um, during this quarantine, I purchased my own sled from Elite FTS, so I have one at home. Um, and the sled, it's one of those things where it's hard. And the reverse hyper, I guess you could say the same thing. It is a difficult piece of equipment to to use when used correctly. Um, so having that out there and having a challenge being able to drag that sled and work on weak points and work on some conditioning because we all could be more conditioned, especially yours truly and be able to recover. So having that, that sled and, and using the sled. So if I had to pick, your know, favorite non-barbell exercise, I'd probably throw the two between the reverse hyper and the sled drags. And, uh, if you're a, a person that, uh, has a sled and all that, you know, there's all kinds of good material out there um, on sled drags and all so many different things. You can there's so many different things you can do with a sled. You can never be bored. Trevor's second question: He asked what my favorite cheap meal is, uh, and you know I've I've experimented a lot when it comes to nutrition uh, with some different things, trying to find out what works for me currently right now. I'm uh, I'm dieting down or trying to keep my calorie intake low I'm trying to lose some body fat uh, going into a I'm actually getting married here uh, in a little over a week right now uh, from today and um, so the last few weeks I've been uh, really trying probably about the last six to eight weeks been trying to cut those calories down and and work my, way, uh, work my way down a little bit and just lean out a little bit um, I still have a meat coming in August so that I have to be in the 120 kilogram plus weight class for but still trying to, to lean out a little bit so I've experimented with a lot of different things you know low carb dieting um, no carbs carnivore uh, I'm experimented with a lot of different things trying to find what works for me um, Always find that tracking your macros is the best way, in my opinion, uh, because you don't know where you are um, if you don't track it. So, whatever one I do, I always track things, and that allows you when you're gonna do something like a cheat meal, as Trevor asked. It allows you to kind of, I don't want to say get away with it, but you can work that meal into your day. Um, for me, for me. Uh, I love pizza, and I know somebody that just talked about going on low carb or no carb uh, dieting. Yeah, it's it can be it can be tough sometimes. I just try to keep myself away from it, um, but I love I love pizza uh, when it, when I'm gonna have something that is not following the plan, uh, not fitting uh, in my macros all too well. Uh, I'll probably go with pizza. Um, also, I'm a big desserts guy. If somebody lays out a box of donuts or a box, uh, a, a cake, especially a, a homemade cake. When I was a kid, my mom would make cake and put in my lunch all the time. And uh, yeah, that was how I got to 300 pounds really fast. <laughs> and um, so I love, I love sweets. I, I love carbohydrates and Part of the uh, part of me doing the low or no carb thing is to kind of curb that back because I'm one of those people that when I have a lot of carbs in my diet, I tend to crave more and want more. So if I had to pick cheap meal, probably between uh, pizza for a meal and then uh, for dessert, any any sort of sweets, cake, cookies, um, donuts. I, I love love all that stuff and. You have know, made it where I, I have a problem. Okay. Uh, next is next is Nick Alligood. Um Nick Alligood, uh He's a songwriter uh, from Georgia, and he now lives in Nashville. He commented on my feed. He didn't ask a question, um, but just commented on my feed. Um, Nick, uh, I'm a big country music fan. If you're down there in Nashville making music, would love to hear it. Um, you know, send me some of your music, and uh, maybe we can have you on the podcast, and you can uh, and promote yourself here. Um, his website is whiskeyno.rocks.com. Uh, that is his clothing brand that he's putting things out there. But Nick, uh, looks like you're being active too uh, in fitness. So would love to have you on. Nick and love would love to hear your music uh, as well so get in touch with me. Uh, The next one is from one underscore lifting and this one underscore lifting is a spam account so we are uh, going to shame them if they are spamming me and spamming the podcast so if you see one underscore lifting their spam account and uh, we're not gonna mess with them another one came in from Joey Thurman fit i um, I'm gonna tell you anytime I see somebody that has the word fit in their name uh, I immediately block them and no thanks Joey for your request for me to follow you uh, for motivation and health tips Okay, no thanks. Um, next is a, a real question uh, from Dexter High School student, Nick Wilkerson, underscore. Uh, he said, why can the same movements work better for some people than others? Uh, and I'm sure with this question, Nick is, Nick is asking, like, how can some people get stronger using certain uh, movements or lifts? And others not so much. And I think the simplest answer to this, Nick. And thank you for asking a question. Uh, Nick was out on the field the other day training, and he's uh, one of those guys that's, you know, young high school guy interested in training. Uh, he trained a lot before coming into our program, and uh, you know, I like to encourage those kids that are, have a vested interest in training, and to keep them going, and trying to get them to understand the whys to what we do. And uh, this is a good question. Well, Nick, when it comes to movements, right, everybody is built different, okay? Uh, Some people have longer limbs than others. Some people, you know, our body structures are different. Um, So when you say, why can the same movements work better for some people than others? Um, First and foremost, we can look at somebody's physical dimensions and physical makeup, um, I think, for example, of a guy I played college football with, uh, Bubba Burns. Shout out to Bubba. Uh, you know, He was about 5'8", I'd say, 5'9". I think every time I tell a Bubba Burns story, he, he may get shorter. Um, you know, He was not a very tall man. He didn't have long arms. Um, but my man played defensive tackle, and he was a strong dude. Uh, he's a corrections officer now. Um, but his arms were not very long. So when it came to him having to bench press a weight, well, he did not have to move the bar as far as, say, another teammate of mine that was you know, 6'8", 325, and had a huge wingspan. Um, so one of the things that can affect people and how movements work for them and how things go is their dimensions. Um, also, of course, their genetic makeup, when they first come into something, uh, they might be stronger in a certain area, either due to, you know, genetics or activity, um, prior to coming into training. So, everybody, everybody's different, and the big thing that we can do is try to find the movements that work best for you, especially in accessory work, um, being a, a conjugate guy and a studying conjugate, what, I, what I've learned is like at Westside, for example, um, they, will, they will go and they might train the same maximal effort movement. You know, say they're doing an upper body day and they're doing a three board press. Um, they'll all train that together in a group. And then their group will split up for accessories where they will go and attack the weak points to help build up their lifts and make them stronger. Um, so a general rule of thumb is if we're not very good at, at a certain movement, especially in accessories, we should do more of that movement and develop it and get stronger with it. So why can some movements work better for some people than others? There's, there's a lot of different reasons for that. If you're not good at a movement, pick it, work on it. Find different ways to attack it. Use the different themes that we've talked about in accessory work earlier in the show to build up that weak point and get better at it until something becomes a, a weakness. Uh, a weakness, I'm sorry, becomes a strength. Okay. Um, next one I got is from Spazzy Fazzy. I think this is... My guy over at Dexter High School, Brother Jonathan Bazzioli. Uh He's a big pro wrestling fan. Him and I talk pro wrestling all the time uh, at school. And we kind of miss getting to talk with Brother Jonathan at school. So we would uh, email back and forth quite a bit over the quarantine here. Here, And he asks a question about All Elite Wrestling, or if we call it All Delete Wrestling. Because one of our favorites, uh, Brother Steve Strobel as well, Uh, one of his favorites is broken Matt Hardy and, um, John asks, what do you think Matt Hardy is going to do next on AEW? (laughs) The multifarious Matt Hardy is unpredictable. You never know what you're going to get with him. If you are somebody that, um, was a fan of the Hardy Boys back in the 90s and 2000s when they were coming up in the WWF and WWE. And you have not seen Matt Hardy recently and seen what he's done with his characters. Uh, yes, characters, plural. Um, you need to check him out on AEW Wrestling on Wednesday nights here on uh, TNT uh, every Wednesday. Um, Matt Hardy has become. Broken Matt Hardy Matt Hardy the first version Old school Matt uh, Stronger than death <laughs> Matt um, He he has a bunch of different characters And he kind of fades in and out of them And one of our favorite you know, John and Brother Steve um, We all love Broken Matt Hardy And if you uh, listen to the Iron Dread Podcast King of the Ring episode You'll hear a... Uh, a brief uh, instance where Matt Hardy may or may not have taken control of this vessel known as Chris Whitaker and spoke to the he- most hated heel in all of pro wrestling, Ben Hall and Mr. Andrew Cofaldo. Um Broken Matt Hardy is unique. He's very out there, let's just say. And uh, words really can't describe broken Matt Hardy. Um, but what do I think he's going to do next? Um, I I don't know what Matt Hardy's going to do next uh, in AEW. I know that Matt Hardy is very creative when it comes to the performance aspect of the wrestling business and doing things differently. Um, I you know I could see Matt Hardy you know performing in the ring, helping to elevate a lot of the young wrestlers that are in. Aew and for those that may not be wrestling fans a, a lot of how pro wrestling works and yes folks it is a performance Pro wrestling is a performance a lot of times when I talk to people that aren't fans right, they like to say oh wrestling is fake wrestling is a performance just like when you watch a fight scene in a movie or any you know movie, that was scripted. Wrestling is a performance, and when wrestling pro wrestling is done well, it kind of suspends your disbelief, right? Where you we all know that pro wrestling is a performance, but when it's done well, it kind of sucks us in and we are entertained by it and not thinking like oh, this is a scripted thing. Um, and Matt Hardy's one of those people that he can get you to suspend. Uh, your disbelief because of his character. You just get pulled in to his character and what he does. Um, most recently, at the latest pay per view, they had a stadium stampede match uh, when Broken Matt Hardy was involved and they, they fought, you know, fought, I'm using air quotes, around the entire Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. And there were a, a ton of spots in that match that were entertaining um, Matt Hardy specifically was going back and forth with two, uh, two guys uh, Santana and Ortiz of Chris Jericho's inner circle and they went into a pool and when Santana and Ortiz pushed Matt Hardy under the water uh, he went from broken Matt Hardy to <laughs> the first version or version one um, and he changes characters and those characters that he continues to go back to are characters that he he's played throughout his 20-some year almost 30-year career uh, so it's kind of cool to see Matt Hardy version 1 again it's kind of cool to see old school Matt Hardy that, you know, when he first came into the WWE or the um, Matt Hardy that was famous in the Tables, Ladders, and Chairs matches with the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian. Um, so there's a lot of cool things going on with Matt Hardy. I'm seeing that he's starting to mentor a young tag team by the name of Private Party. Uh, I think you're going to see Matt have a big influence on those guys. But I also could see Matt uh, in the ring performing and, and helping to elevate some of the younger uh individuals by having matches with them and even if um, within pro wrestling characters get built based on credibility so Matt Hardy has the credibility of a 20 to 30 plus year career so when Matt Hardy has a match with a guy that's relatively unknown and it's a good match where they suspend that disbelief that young guy gets elevated, even if Matt beats him. Um, one of those people that I think Matt is going to elevate is a young wrestler by the name of Sammy Guevara. He's part of Chris Jericho's inner circle, and uh, and I think he's going to have some matches here with Matt Hardy in the future that are really going to help elevate Sammy Guevara to, uh, to another level. Um, Matt Hardy has most famously ran over Sammy Guevara with a golf cart a couple times um, which uh which makes for some funny uh funny memes and gifts on the internet and if you search Sammy Guevara golf cart Matt Hardy you'll you'll see the clip that I'm talking about and it's pretty funny. So John yeah I think Matt Hardy's gonna gonna elevate some of these young talent and when Matt Hardy's done in the ring I think Matt Hardy is going to be very much involved in the stories and and helping to put together the stories that we see on tv i also think that when jeff hardy is done with his current contract in wwe matt's brother jeff i think he will come to aew as well and you'll see the the hardy family back again um there'll be uh broken matt and brother nero which Matt Hardy did an impact wrestling and kind of made this broken character or this broken gimmick um, a big thing. So that's what I think is going to happen. So, folks, that's all the questions that we have from Instagram. Thank you for those people that contributed and gave us some questions. Um, Maybe we'll do another one of these again in the future. We'll see how you, the listening audience, likes these. Um, But. Before we end the show, it wouldn't be an episode of the Iron Dread Podcast without your weight room song of the week. Again, uh, yeah, again and again. Come come it's time for everybody's favorite. Segment of the Iron Dread podcast, and that, of course, is your weight room song of the week presented by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction. Visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking and availability information. This week's weight room song of the week, there's no guest so I'm going to pick it, and I'm going to pick one of my favorite musical artists of all time, uh, and that is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Garth Brooks. Now, you can't find Garth Brooks on Spotify, so I can't add this one to this week's Iron Dread Weight Room Song of the Week playlist on Spotify. You can only find Garth's music on Amazon Music. That is the only streaming platform that he utilizes. Garth Brooks has sold more records and more tickets than any musical act ever in the history of the United States. Uh, recently i watched a documentary on netflix called the road i'm on about garth brooks so if you are somebody that's interested in learning more about this man or a old-time fan that just wants to kind of relive the 90s when garth was big time um, go ahead and check out the road i'm on it kind of tells Garth's story from his perspective and all the people around him but the Garth Brooks song that I picked this week is one of his most you know what it was a little bit controversial for its time because it talked about the idea of adultery and domestic violence Um, but it is a song that when it comes on I turn it up loud because Garth makes you feel emotion in a song and the song that i picked for this week's weight room song of the week is garth brooks the thunder rolls crank it up 3.30 3.30 in the morning, not a soul in sight, the city's looking like a ghost town on a moonlit summer night, the raindrops on the windshield, there's a storm moving in, he's heading back from somewhere that he never should have been, and the thunder rolls. And the thunder rolls, the thunder rolls, and the lightning strikes. Another love grows cold on a sleepless night as the storm blows all out of control. Deep in her heart, the thunder. Waiting by the window So there you have it, this week's Wait Room Song of the Week Chosen by yours truly And that is Garth Brooks' The Thunder Rolls Now remember, check out all of Garth's music on Amazon Music You can't find Garth on Spotify I'm sad by that because I'm a big Spotify user As all you listeners know But Amazon Music has a lot of music there for free Uh, I keep the Amazon Music app on my phone only so I can listen to Garth. So, Garth, uh, as we said, one of the legends of not only country music, but all music. And uh, has done a lot of of huge things in music and has been a part of my life for a very, very long time. So, love Garth Brooks. If you never heard of him and you're a country music fan or you never really got into Garth, Uh, Check him out. He is indeed one of a kind. So, folks, uh, that's all we have for this week. Uh, You never know what you're going to get next week here on the Iron Dread Podcast. But until then, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. Around here, we're becoming dread stronger. I'm Chris Whitaker. We'll see you next week on the Iron Dread Podcast.